What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. Welcome back, everybody. So today I'm going to start off with Beverly Hills. I've decided that I'm going to kind of do a recap of everything that has gone on so far with the Girardi divorce so I can catch you guys all up. Um, If you haven't yet seen The Housewife and The Hustler, which was the ABC special that aired on Monday, you can watch it on Hulu if you have it. I highly recommend watching it because it gives a lot of insight into what's going on with the case, specifically in regards to Tom, but also a lot of what Erica's having to deal with. But anyways, we're going to kind of sum up everything so far, plus some new details emerging about the divorce. So Erica is demanding the court issue a gag order to prevent information from being leaked to the press about her fight to keep assets as part of her ex-husband's bankruptcy or soon-to-be ex-husband's bankruptcy. So at the moment, Erica's ex-husband, Tom Girardi, is in the middle of an involuntary Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Um, He was obviously once a respected LA lawyer and was forced into this case by his various creditors. Um, So previously reported, the court appointed a trustee to take over controls or take over control of Tom's finances and figure out what to sell off to pay back his creditors. In court documents, it was revealed that he had $74 million in assets with $56 million in liabilities. Recently, the trustee decided to put the former couple's mansion, it's a $13 million Pasadena mansion, on the market. So once the home finds a buyer, Tom will be forced to vacate the property within days. Erica hasn't lived there for months. She did decide to leave after filing for divorce amid her husband's personal and professional issues. Erica had been with her husband for 27 years. In her divorce petition, she demanded he pay her monthly spousal support and give her a cut of their assets. The two are also defendants in a federal lawsuit accusing them of screwing over widows and orphans. The plaintiffs are the loved ones of individuals who died in a plane crash. The families hired Tom to represent them in a lawsuit and won a massive settlement. However, they claim he diverted the funds to help keep his lavish lifestyle with Erica going. And that they do elaborate on in the documentary, so that's why I encourage you to watch that. Um, They believe that Erica helped her then-husband embezzle the money. She has yet to respond to this lawsuit, obviously. Uh, Meanwhile, the trustee presiding over the bankruptcy is coming after Erica. He recently asked the judge to allow him to hire a lawyer named Ronald Richards. The trustee believes that Erica is in possession of assets of the debtor's bankruptcy estate and or has transferred estate assets to third parties prior to the commencement of this bankruptcy case. The trustee said that Erica claims she does not have any community property in possession except for certain household items and that what she does have were alleged gifts from her husband. As a result of her refusal to hand over items, the trustee wants Ronald Richards to be hired to investigate Erica and the alleged transfer of assets. Also in recently filed documents courtesy via Radar Online, Erica opposed Ronald being hired in the bankruptcy, arguing he previously represented another party coming after her in court. She said this is a conflict of interest and therefore he should not be allowed to be hired. She also took issue with Richards being outspoken about Girardi's case on social media. Erica told the court Richards had posted nearly 300 times about her and the ongoing legal situation. So her lawyer said, and this is a quote, If Mr. Richards is able to overcome his direct conflict of interest in representing the bankruptcy estate, Erica hereby requests that this court restrict Mr. Richards from making any further 
extrajudicial comments about these proceedings. This is necessary to ensure the fairness of the judicial process and to ensure that Mr. Richards complies with his ethical obligations under the California Rules of Professional Conduct. Also in newly filed documents via Radar Online, the trustee fires back at Erica's request for a gag order. He says it was improperly raised and completely irrelevant to the standards set forth in the application. The trustee is asking the court to deny the request immediately and allow him to hire Richards to start investigating the reality star. So that is pretty much everything that we know as of right now. But, (laughs) so Tom has yet to comment on basically anything that is going on. And he's obviously making headlines with all this health issues that's going on. So um, he's finally broke his silence about the conservatorship, as well as the multiple lawsuits um, and his health issues that are continuing to make these headlines. He attended a virtual court hearing on Wednesday, June 9th, where he addressed the situation for the very first time. And this is a quote of what he said. Obviously, I disagree with the conservatorship altogether. He told a judge of his brother, Robert Girardi, being placed in control of his person, as well as his estate and finances. He also said, I think that we should put together the reasons why the conservatorship should be dissolved, and then we'll address it, address the court. Right now, I have nothing to say to the court. Despite Tom's protestations, the the judge subsequently ruled that Robert should take over decisions about the former lawyer's health, health care, daily dealings, estate, and finances. Tom was placed under a temporary conservatorship in February, if you guys don't remember, when his brother assumed control of his daily activities and personal care. One of Tom's attorneys claimed in court in December of 2020 that he was hospitalized for a serious illness, raising questions about his mental competency. Court documents revealed in March that Tom was diagnosed with late-onset Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, yeah, it's just crazy because they're not really discussing his health issues, but I kind of feel like the timing is a little weird. Um, it's definitely weird, but I'm going to save my general thoughts on this whole case for a reaction that I will be doing with my um, recurring host, Gianna. Um, we're going to be doing a podcast on the housewife and the hustler uh, the special as a whole so look up look out for that and stay tuned (laughs) so that's actually all i have for beverly hills um i'm going to segue to miami real quick because i can confirm which i did i believe last week confirm that miami reboot has started filming um it's been confirmed that filming has been commenced the reboot series is set to air later this year on peacock which is nbc's new streaming service if you don't already know so, so far, the returning cast members that are that have been confirmed are Adriana DeMora, Alexia Chavara, Larsa Pippen, and Lisa Hotstein. They are returning for the, the Miami revival. Um, photos and video clips of the ladies surfaced on social media where you can see the ladies hanging out while the camera crew is seen in the background capturing everything on film. Uh, meanwhile, Faces by Bravo is reporting that Latin superstar Paulina Rubio Kiki Barth, Gordy Abraria, Dr. Nicole Martin, and Julia Limigova are all being test filmed for Miami Reboot, which um, has started filming recently. So sources are revealing that they are being test filmed. So essentially what that means is not all will make it onto the show. They're trying to see who's going to fit in with the group. And uh, believe it or not, all the franchises have done that at some point. Uh, New Jersey is is testing out some new housewives right now so we will probably get more information on that later but those are so far everybody that has been confirmed as well as people that are being tested so get excited 
Okay, so I'm going to, I have one thing that I just want to share with you guys for New York. I'm kind of getting a little annoyed with their press because I feel like it's super repetitive. But now that we've kind of seen the feud that happened with Heather and Leah, I'm assuming that's all it really was. And most of my Instagram followers had voted that they were mostly on Heather's side. So with that being said, I'm going to share Leah's, um, she shared a statement on her Instagram and I'm going to share it on here. So she's firing back um, at Heather, addressing many things, including her take on why Heather stopped filming as a friend of during season 13 and Heather's claim that she was assaulted. So the statement read, um, I am seeing a negative. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I am seeing a narrative emerge that I'm not comfortable with and thus feel the need to speak out. Heather was unable to forge natural connections with any of the women. And that is why she discontinued filming. Everything that she's been saying about me in the press these last few weeks bears no resemblance to reality. I took issue with her from the beginning because I'm not a fan of disingenuous people. She says one thing in the press and another to people's faces. Say what you mean, mean what you say. I never once lied to her or about her. It's no secret that I was having a hard time on this trip due to a tremendous personal loss that I was dealing with in real time. Heather was well aware of this and acknowledged it. I apologize to everyone for being aggressive and squashed it, including with Heather. To now have her out in the press spinning lies about me while openly attacking my mental health and sobriety journey and falsely accusing me of assault is wrong, dangerous, inappropriate, and a sad attempt to save face simply because she couldn't hang slash cut it on the show. You will see all of this play out in the coming episodes slash see for yourself. There are some historic issues that we address this season that are far more important than trying to keep Heather relevant, which are being clouded over. I'm proud of this season. It was an incredibly tough time to film, slash there was a lot of heaviness in the air, and yet we did it, and in our own way. In closing, Heather has accomplished nothing but proven my point. The entire reason I took issue with her in the first place has now happened to me, slash come full circle. She defames women to lift herself up. I won't allow myself to be dragged down in this dumb bullshit because she can't be honest about why she really stopped filming. Now, with that lengthy statement, uh... (laughs) ending. I will say, because I was trying to kind of save my thoughts on this for my New York reaction, and without diving in too much, I just have to say, I don't really, I'm kind of in the middle with this one. I I understand where Leah's coming from, but I also understand where Heather's coming from. You all saw what I saw. Leah, you know, was being a little too aggressive, and I get that she was going through something, but at the same time, whatever you're going through, there's no reason to come for somebody and be you know, you know, aggressive verbally with them. And I feel like Leah did or was a little extra, um, uh, what's the word? I'm just, you know, verbally aggressive. I think that she was going a little too hard at Heather for no reason. Um, I mean, I I understand that Heather was, I, I, maybe the message wasn't relayed by Ebony. Well, I understand that Ebony took accountability for that. She said, my bad, I shouldn't have said anything. However, I do feel that Heather, um, I, I, yeah, I can see both sides, but it's at the same time, it's like, I mean, you guys saw where she, like, um, when I say she, I mean, Leah, you, you guys saw when Leah threw that thing, whatever it was at Heather. I mean, that was rude. If somebody threw something at me, let's just say it would not go over well. No one's going to throw shit at me and get away with it. And I think calling somebody a bitch and then throwing something at them is, is two completely different things. Um, I always say that you should fight with your words and not with your hands. And I think that Leah was, 
Leah should have left it alone. And I think that just because, you know, you have a loss in the family, that's no reason to treat somebody like that. Quite frankly, I feel like Leah should have just removed herself from the situation. Or I feel like she should have just left and gone to be with her grandmother. At the end of the day, um, I can't judge Leah for her decision to stay and continue filming during that time. But if I were in her shoes, I would have left and I would have not dealt with that. Um, I also felt like she had kind of a vendetta against Heather since day one. I think she had this certain notion that Heather is, you know, a disingenuous person, which I actually don't feel like she is. I, I know what I know what they're talking about, how, you know, she talks to the press a lot. But I, I don't think that she would say anything to the press that she wouldn't say to any of these women's faces. And I think she made that pretty clear when she came on the show. So, um, or came back on the show, I should say. So that's my, uh, that's kind of uh, a long version of my thoughts. But I don't know. I think that I'll dive a little bit more into this on my New York reaction, hopefully. So I'm going to close off today with Orange County. Uh, we finally have some exciting casting updates to show you. And if you are not on my Instagram, I have some exciting news to share with you because we now have a confirmed, a, a semi-confirmed cast for season 16 and a hiatus removal. So I'm kind of excited about that. So our returning members are Shannon, Gina, and Emily. And we also have Queen Heather Dubrow returning for season 16, which is just absolutely, you know, a breath of fresh air. I think it'll be great. It was in talks that Tamara was potentially joining, but I haven't heard any confirmed news on that. So I'm going to leave that alone. However, Heather did confirm on her podcast. I listened to it. And um, I got the vibe that she's really looking forward to coming back on, which I'm happy about because I think at the time that she had left the show, she was so done with it and so burnt out. But I don't really feel like she's done much since the show ended. I know um, she has her own podcast and everything, but um, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, we'd love to see her back on the show. And um, so the non-returning members, the people that got let go or fired, whatever you want to call it, Kelly Dodd, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke, and Elizabeth Vargas. So um, obviously shocking for me because I thought I I truly thought that Kelly brought in a lot of viewers, um, despite her controversial opinions and attitude and everything. But I have a feeling that um, Heather wouldn't, you know, sign on to come back if Kelly were still on the show. Um, I'm just assuming that because you know that was a major reason why she had left the show back in, I don't know, season 11 that was? I can't remember exactly when she left. But um, I'm assuming that's what what happened. So, and I think Heather is obviously way more valuable to Orange County and Vital than Kelly would be. So um, I have a few statements that I want to share of what these ladies have reacted to being let go or fired, whatever you want to call it. So I'm going to start with Elizabeth's. So Elizabeth posted on her Instagram a picture of her cast portrait and said... I would like to thank NBC Universal and Evolution Media, as well as all of this, the producers, film crew, and staff for the opportunity to participate in season 15 of The Real Housewives of Orange County. COVID 2020 was a very unfortunate and tough year for all of us during filming, but we made it happen, and I'm very proud of what we accomplished as a team. Despite filming during COVID and not really getting to know all the ladies fully, this past year has been the most extraordinary, amazing, and beautiful experience of my life. I am so proud of the work we have done and the friendships we were able to build. To the fans, I can never ever thank you enough for the outpouring of love, support, and kindness you have shown me. 
Thank you for a memorable, memorable season and helping me to launch my new Vargas vodka in which a percentage of every bottle sold goes to help save the animals. Um, please look for Vargas vodka in your local liquor store and grocery stores or online at whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, so um, um, am I sad about this? I actually am because I actually did enjoy seeing Elizabeth on our on our screen. I think she was very entertaining and I think she shared a pretty interesting story. So I do think that she will be missed. And yeah, I think it's unfortunate, but time goes on. Miss Kelly Dodd posted on her Instagram this short statement by saying, the last five years have been an amazing experience. The next five years will be even better. I'm so grateful for all the love and support and so excited about the future. Hashtag RHOC. I thought that was a pretty good, um, uh, out, outgoing message. Um, I'm going to share Bronwyn's and then I'm going to share the feud that erupted on social media between Bronwyn and Kelly. So Bronwyn's statement was to People, I believe, uh, People Magazine, um, or whatever. Uh, she says that, this is a quote from her, I'm incredibly sad not to be able to come back to the Real Housewives of Orange County next year. I loved every moment of being a housewife and I'm so proud of my time on the show, the good, the bad, and the in-between. It feels revolutionary to say, but I was able to get sober and stay sober on reality TV. That is something for which I will stay forever grateful. And I came out becoming the first gay housewife in the franchise history. What an incredible honor to look back upon, especially during Pride Month. I know I may have been too much for some, and that's okay. I am real, and I am happy being me. I'm so grateful to those who have stood by me. There is a lot more to my life, and I hope you'll stick with me on this journey as I move forward in my next chapter. I just, okay, am I sad about her leaving? Absolutely not. She was way beyond too much. Uh, I think the fact that she's now coming out and saying, you know, that I was the first, you know, gay housewife and I was the first one to, you know, stay sober on reality TV. I mean, it's like just yawn. Like, come on. I just feel like she's so self-righteous and it's it's almost to the point where it's just annoying. And, um... So actually, Andy Cohen did kind of comment on that. I don't... Let me see if I can find where... Yeah, I don't I don't really know where he... Oh, yeah. So this was on Radio Andy. So on, on Sirius XM Radio Andy. Um, he said, I will say regarding Bronwyn, I really give it up to her and commend her for being so open and letting us in, especially relating to her journey with sobriety. She was going through some really serious life stuff on the show, and she didn't shy away from sharing with us, which I always appreciate. Listening to her at the reunion made us feel like maybe at this moment in time, being on TV wasn't the healthiest spot for she and her family. I think she was dealing with some real stuff with herself, with her marriage, with her children. It was a lot. I feel like he's being a little nice because I feel like she was... <coughs> Sorry, I'm like coughing and, <coughs> I'm like coughing and laughing at the same time. Um, she was beyond a little much. I feel like... I mean, I've already said it multiple times. You guys know. I don't really have to explain it, but Andy's being a little nice. Let's just say that. So Kelly just did like a random post that was something that Bronwyn had sent her, but she cut off the beginning of the text message and said, I hope you're okay. I know we've been through hell and back, but I'm here. And then Kelly said, this was your fault. We'd still be on the show if you didn't make things so dark and ugly and brought all that political woke BS. Your lies about me, calling me a racist and a homophobe were horribly destructive and your phony storylines didn't help either. And then she responded, Bronwyn responded by saying, well, I'm still sober and still gay. Like I said, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. I don't really know what she has to say to that anyways. But, and then the caption of this post was, I can't believe this Bronwyn has the 
has the audacity to text me. She went on a podcast. She said she was fired from the show because we all didn't like her because she's gay. Not because she's a horrible person. Not because she treated everyone like shit and made no effort to be friends with us. Not because she went on a press tour and made horrible accusations about us calling all of us homophobes and racist. Not because she's a terrible mother. (laughs) Not because she's a horrible person to her husband. The only reason she was fired is because she is gay. Wait. The only reason she is fired is because... Oh, I was like, wait, is she saying that? No, she she was being sarcastic. The only reason she was fired is because she is gay. What a fucking nut job classic narcissist. So... I have to say, I I know it's controversial, but I kind of agree with Kelly because I think Bronwyn is super, super extra. And I feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't think Kelly really cares at the end of the day if she's on the show or not. But I think she was just trying to make a point to Bronwyn by saying, like, this never would have happened if you didn't make all these false accusations about me. And at the end of the day, Bronwyn is a major pain in the ass. I know Kelly can be a pain in the ass, but... Bronwyn is a major pain in the ass, and I think she was just bad for the show in so many different ways. And her going on these press tours and these podcasts and whatever and saying whatever, I understand that she's quote-unquote speaking her truth, but she has to remember that she's on the show because these are supposed to be her friends, you know? This is a friend group. That's how these shows start, and that's why I feel like she was the most disingenuous cast member on Orange County for that reason. And now that she's off the show, she's trying to act like she's friends with Kelly. And I think that that's, I just think that that's a little stupid. So I do kind of agree with Kelly. I know she's kind of crazy with her words, but I do agree with her. I'm sorry, guys. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Here is your flash filming update for you. Real Housewives of Atlanta has not begun filming yet and doesn't have a definitive casting yet for the next season, but I will let you know soon. Beverly Hills is still airing on Wednesdays, and I believe we're going to be getting 21 episodes this season, so just keep out for that. I could be wrong, but Dallas has not started filming yet, but has been renewed for a sixth season. Miami is currently filming, and I told you guys the cast members who will be coming back for sure. New Jersey has started filming for season 12, and they had their first group event the other day. Um, New York is still airing on Tuesdays. I don't really know how long of a season we're getting, but we should be getting an introduction to Brashawn Shaw soon, who is a friend of. Um, Orange County has not yet started filming. However, we do have the four confirmed cast members, Heather, Gina, Shannon, and Emily. Potomac will be airing on July 11th, and Salt Lake City has finished filming and will be probably airing later in the fall. Uh, But I will let you guys know if I hear anything otherwise. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.